We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by James Seltzer as we break down the Sunday NFL Week 5 slate. We're going to be talking about quarterbacks, kickers, and the all-important deep flex position where we get some sneaky, sneaky plays in there for you. You can always find uh, James Seltzer on Twitter at JamesSeltzer975, and you can also send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. You can find me um, doing some craziness, hosting some shows, and doing some running over at ProFootballFocus.com. James, how's it going out there in um, grand old Philadelphia? It's going well, man, minus the fact that my team sucks ass. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, we're good. Otherwise, we're good. But, uh, you know, I'm just excited to talk kickers, man. The, the state of kickers in the NFL is so great right now. Everyone just always makes kicks. So excited to get into that. Josh. You know what? I, I want to tell you right now, if um, how many kickers right now are filing for unemployment uh, Dude. following week one? They're like, you, I must, I'm a, they, their resume said NFL kicker, and now it says former NFL kicker looking for a job. You, it, it's nuts, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, Josh, I'm thir- I'm 34 years old and my 30, let's say 30 or 28 years of cognizance of remembering football, uh, the kicking and the O-line play is 
easily the worst I have ever seen. Yeah, you know what? I was just having this uh, conversation from one of my friends who's a pretty big sports better, and he was just talking about. It. He's like, "Is it me, or is like the football just so much worse in yeah. terms of performance this season?" But and if you just take a look at what's happening, and we're gonna this obviously is going to tie right into the some of the quarterback talk that we're gonna we're gonna be mentioning here. But you know, Pittsburgh Steelers is supposed to be a top offense here. Ben Roethlisberger goes down. Michael Vick back in the mix there. So you know, you you're, you you can book count count on eighty yards passing maybe. <laughs> for the Pittsburgh Steelers here in week five. Uh, Andrew Luck goes out with a partially separated shoulder. You have no idea what to do with him in DFS. Well, actually, I have an idea. I'm fading him, but we'll, we'll, we'll get your take here in, in a few moments. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, Sam Bradford starting off like a Hall of Fame quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's great. I mean, actually, he had a pretty yeah, decent. You game. had to do that, really. It's just like drive <laughs> nice and deep. It's like I'm not upset enough. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it's so cool. Well, I you know if you're gonna get run over, you might as well get run over by a Mack truck. You don't want it just a, a slow bleed. Man. Well said. Okay. Well said. <laughs> okay. You should thank me later. You're like, hey, you sent me off quick and quick and easy. You know, I didn't have to bleed out in the hospital for four days. I'll be sitting crying by myself when we're done recording for a while, so it'll be good. <laughs> Can you tweet out a picture of you in the corner? <laughs> just <laughs> when you when we. Yeah. All right. They're getting a little aggressive here with that, aren't you? Yeah. 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 No problem. I'll have a picture of me crying in a corner holding my, my <laughs> Sam Bradford jersey right. with tears. <laughs> or I like with wearing an Eagle Snuggie would be preferable with you know just okay. uh, some a box of Kleenex. That would be good. Gosh, I will go out and buy an Eagle Snuggie just for this purpose. Just for- <laughs> okay. I would like a like you know how you can just quote tweet rather than just retweet like you normally do. Quote the tweet, add the picture of you and the Eagle Snuggie. With a Mr. Sad Face, and th- th- we're going to triple the downloads on the show. People are going to be uh, like, what's going on with this? It's not more. I would say, you know, Yeah. I think everyone on Twitter might listen, the, right? Exactly, and this is how we get to the top of iTunes. <laughs> we play on their sympathies, James. You know, They're going to be like, like, who is this guy? I feel so bad for him. He looks like the biggest loser I've ever seen in my life. I'll listen to his stupid podcast. <laughs> that's what's going to happen, Josh. Right, and that's how we get the word. They're hooked. It's like exactly. as we'll take the however we can get it right. Right as the world of James Seltzer turns, will the Philadelphia Eagles bring him out of depression and come back to relevancy? So that's what we that's what we have planned for the show. It's going to be all about you. <laughs> it's a big it's a big Eagles fan therapy session for yeah. all you uh, fan, for all you daily fantasy uh, people out there. Right. Sorry, we're just talking Eagles and therapy. Right. And if you want to join the uh, Facebook support group. For Philadelphia Eagles fans, <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't stop. I'm on a roll. Okay, I'll let it go. Um, let's go ahead. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Okay, I, I I've done enough damage. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady is at the top of my list here. I think he's at the top of a lot of um, people's list here since there's some serious chalk. Um, so the man returns, fresh off of you know I'm, I'm sure he uh, you know just wore some Uggs all week and he's probably his feet are probably feeling good. Uh, how do you feel about Tom Brady and some of the other top uh, GPP and cash game options here in Week Five? I actually like both uh, the top two guys this week on uh, on FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Brady, the top two guys. Obviously, the top two guys, I would say, in most season-long leagues as well. I, I think that they are clearly your top two quarterbacks right now, the two guys you can rely on the most. And I like them both this week. Obviously, you're paying up a little bit for quarterback, but... You know, Rodgers in Green Bay, I do I I can just kind of stop there, right? I don't really need to say anything else. Rodgers in Green Bay, done. You know, it's a it's a you're not gonna whatever cost it is, it, it'll it'll provide value for you. 
Uh, and Brady, I, I just think this is an FU season, Josh. I, I think that New England is going to run up the score every single week. I think it's the same thing we saw after Spygate uh, when they came out and went undefeated until the Super Bowl and and just racked up points every single week. I think that's what we're going to see. I think Gronk, I think Brady, I, I think it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be like that Moss-Brady connection back in, in uh, 07 or whatever it was. I don't think that uh, th- they're going to get, you know, I don't think, Gronk's going to break the touchdown record, but I think Brady's going to put up points every week. And Dallas, look, Dallas has gotten torched. Their secondary has been torched the last two weeks by Atlanta and New Orleans. Uh, a Whedon-led Dallas offense is is certain to to keep the ball in Brady's hands a fair amount. And, and always, you know, Brady and Belichick an extra week to plan. So, uh, I, you know, I especially like Brady and Fanduel, where he's uh, 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 significantly cheaper than than Rodgers. Obviously, not uh, not that much when you actually look at the valuing the numbers comparatively, but, uh, but a little bit closer in DraftKings than in FanDuel. But uh, either way, I like both top guys on the board, Josh. Yeah, I think those are two that make the most sense here. So um, what's your, your, your play here between these two guys? Are you like, let's talk about cash games here. Do you roll Brady into 100% of lineups or is it 1A, 1B, and you split your action? How do you approach it? That is a really, really good question. Um, I don't have a, a perfect answer for you. I, I, I'll say this. I like Brady slightly more than Rodgers uh, based on the slight discount. I look at them really, really evenly. And I do like the matchup with Dallas more than Green Bay's matchup with St. Louis. Uh, I don't think St. Louis's defense is great, but I think they're going to get more pressure on Rodgers than, uh, than Dallas will on Brady, even with Greg Hardy returning uh, that scumbag um, but sorry, had to throw that in there. You can't say Greg Hardy and not say scumbag as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I like Brady slightly more again, what I said about the FU tour. I think that they're, they're just going to go in and they're going to throw and they're going to put up points every single week. And I think Dallas's defense is bad. And I, I like that they have two weeks off to prepare, you know, Dallas coming off the Sunday night game, a little bit of a short week, even though they're at home. I, I just think Brady goes in there and, and just carves up that defense and I think Rodgers will be really good too, but but I'll probably go with Brady a little bit more frequently than I will Rodgers. Yeah, I, I agree with you there as well. I think that um, you take a look at the, the Dallas situation here. Um, it's Brandon Whedon, and um, it's really is splitting hairs because in terms of the betting line favorites, we're talking about like 1A and 1, 1B here too, but I feel a little bit more confident about the New England Patriots coming off of a two-week layoff in order to employ... Um, you know, their uh, offensive and defensive game plan and the fact that, they, you know, they, the Cowboys now lose Lance Dunbar. It's just they're, you know, pieces that keep just falling off to the wayside here, and it's just going to put more strain on that Dallas uh, offense to try to keep up with, you know, the run and shoot that's happening out there in New England. Having said that, um, if anybody wanted to use uh, Green Bay at home as their tiebreaker against St. Louis, uh, I wouldn't fault them uh, there as well. I'm going to probably choose one or the other, and I'm going to take it down to a game-time decision uh, for me as well. I think I might um, actually be – I never do this, but I might actually just do um, something where I split my exposure because um, if – you know, Rodgers, for me, actually was in a great matchup on the road. Uh, at the Niners, he's supposed to make it rain. Yeah, good point. And good point. Um, I was 100% exposed to that, and it sort of you know cost me for the most part in my cash game lines there in week four. And I could have salvaged some of that um, when I feel so strongly about these two quarterbacks here in either spot. Either one of them could be the guy who goes for 403 scores. So Yeah, and, and, and adding to that, just, just the way you said it, 
even though it is a very minuscule difference in price, the 400 extra dollars in FanDuel and the 100 extra dollars in DraftKings, if you go Brady, does, I mean, it helps. You can kind of appropriate that other places. Uh, so I do, I do think that in certain cases, it'll also depend on kind of the fit of the other players you want to use within the lineup and how much of a difference that, whether you're just throwing that extra money towards a defense or a kicker or something, or whether you can actually make a a significant change in your mind at wide receiver, running back, or tight end based on that extra money can also be a deciding factor as well. All right, yeah, I, I've, I, I'm gonna. I think right now what we're basically telling you is you're not going wrong in either one of those spots. Now, so let's talk about the second tier here. Um, some interesting options as well. A lot of teams, uh, good teams that actually have to play on the road. So how do you sort this out? For um, maybe we're talking probably most likely about GPP's play here. Um, who interests you um, outside of that top tier? Good question, because uh, I'm not at all interested in that next group of guys, at least on FanDuel and, and DraftKings. Uh, with this next group of guys, you have kind of a little bit of difference on who's above who. Uh, but for the most part, the group is is Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Carson Palmer, Eli Manning. Uh, of those guys, based on their prices, I like Eli the best. I think, again, like we just talked about, good matchup with San Francisco. San Francisco traveling across the country to play them. Uh, Eli has been very efficient the last three weeks. He's, uh, you know, hasn't been making mistakes, which is something you want to see. So I do like Eli there, but but personally, I'm probably jumping that group of quarterbacks and going down to the next group. I'm looking at the Bradfords, the Rivers, the Mariotas, that that group of guys, and and even lower. Uh, as much as <laughs> we've joked about Sam Bradford and the 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 deep, deep heartache that he has caused me so far. <laughs> um, uh, I do like the matchup a lot. I think we saw in the second half against Washington last week, uh, the Eagles finally allowing Bradford to go downfield a little bit, calling some deep plays. Bradford looked great throwing the deep ball. It's, that second half against Washington was, you know, again, as someone who is an Eagles fan and has watched every second of every game so far, that was the best he's looked by far. Uh, I've been down on Bradford so far, but in that second half against Washington, he looked really good. He made some great throws. Uh, you you hope that he carries that over. Uh, first game, uh, the Eagles have played at home in a couple weeks. Um, Bradford against that that New Orleans uh, secondary, which uh, has been atrocious. Granted, a little bit better last week with Jarris Bird back and Keenan Lewis. Lewis is, is not 100%, and he's their best corner, so don't expect him to have a huge impact on the game, but... You know, even without those guys, they've allowed 9.8 yards for pass play. That's the most in the league. They get no pressure. They have yet to turn a ball over yet this season. Uh, and again, mention Bradford, the 270, 270 yards, three TDs, no picks against Washington. Uh, Aguilar looked like he was actually finally finally getting involved a little bit. Um, so I like Bradford a lot, uh, 7,500 on FanDuel, 6,000 on, on DraftKings. I like both those prices a little bit cheaper on, uh, on DraftKings comparatively, which, uh, which is nice. Uh, I also write in that same range, uh, at the at same price in, uh, in FanDuel at 7,500, slightly more expensive in DraftKings at 6,200 is, uh, is Phil Rivers against Pittsburgh, uh, home Rivers, obviously coming off an awesome week. Uh, was he have 386 yards passing look great. It's, it's, they're gonna they're gonna throw the ball, San Diego. That that's uh, you know a, a, a dink and dunk type offense, but it ultimately puts the numbers up. Antonio Gates back this week. You like that as a red zone option for Rivers. Obviously, their chemistry. We all know they've been great together for years, um, and, and a really nice matchup against a Pittsburgh secondary that is has struggled. Obviously, looked better against Baltimore last week, but 
that was without Steve Smith for, for a good portion of the game and, and literally no one else for Joe Flacco to throw the ball to. So, so not super impressed with that Pittsburgh defense. They've struggled against the pass. I like Rivers uh, for that price. And then uh, going just uh, $100 lower on FanDuel, but uh, same price as, as Bradford on, on DraftKings is Mariota. So I like him slightly better in FanDuel. Uh, great matchup against a Buffalo secondary that's given up yards, given up points, fourth most yards per game this season. Uh, they've allowed 10 passing touchdowns, which is the second most uh, have not generated as much pressure as we expected them to after leading the league in sacks last year. Uh, have been great against the run, but uh, struggled against the pass. Mariota, eight touchdowns, two interceptions through three games. So, um, you know, a smart quarterback for a rookie obviously carried that over from Oregon. And, and the kind of quarterback who I think will benefit from a week to self-scout uh, and to look at what he's done and step back. He's a cerebral guy. So uh, I, I expect a nice outing against uh, a bad Bill, or not a bad, but a, a struggling Bills secondary. All right, I think that makes some sense. I like Marcus Mario for upside. Uh, he does get the benefit of being at home. What about the other quarterback on the other side of the ball when Tyrod Taylor there? This is the first week where he didn't, um, you know, uh, put up a uh, three touchdown performance in the last three weeks there, but he held his own 274 uh, yards in a score good uh, for 15 points on Fandle, but he was, you know, 24 and, and uh, 28.98 in the previous two weeks that, and, you know, uh, in week two, that was actually against new England there. So here he comes on the road again, but against a much softer defense overall in Tennessee. Um, should we be interested in Tyrod Taylor here in week five? To be honest, I'm not very interested in Tyrod Taylor. I do like the matchup. I know he's coming off a bad week, so I don't, I don't want to get too soured on him. I, I like Taylor. I like him. I just think that the price isn't that great. He's right in that same range of guys. What I liked about Taylor the last few weeks prior to this past one was, was the price, obviously. And, and he was putting up numbers, but you were getting him at that discount. Now that he's in that group of guys, he's, he's below them on, on DraftKings, so he's a little bit better value on DraftKings. But it, on FanDuel, he's actually more expensive. Uh, than Mariota at the same price as Bradford and Rivers. I worry with Taylor that teams might be uh, defending him a little better after getting a look at him. You know, he's a guy who didn't have a bunch of tape in the NFL prior to the first few weeks of the season, came on really well, has played well from a decision-making perspective for the most part, but maybe he's the type of quarterback where when defenses have a little bit of time to scheme, can kind of get a feel for how he plays – that could change it up a little bit and limit some of his success. Then you add in the fact how banged up they are with his weapons around him. Carlos Williams figures to be out, it looks like, with the concussion. LaShawn McQuay obviously out. Sammy Watkins, who knows if he'll play. There's just not a ton of weapons there. Tennessee, an extra week to prepare. Um, you know, a good defensive staff down there with Dick LeBeau now. I, uh, I just, I, I like Taylor in general, uh, but I, I don't love... Uh, the matchup this week, even though it is against a defense, you would think he should be able to succeed against. Okay, that makes some sense for me there. I think um, if, uh, well, the, the issue that you have here is if you use Tyrod Taylor, he doesn't have a natural hookup that you really, really want to prefer to. You would hope that Sammy Watkins had worked up to that level. But on the other flip side, that Charles Clay has been super productive. And if you use those two players, you have a chance to roll some top options at wide receiver and running back. Um, similar to Mariota there as well, but actually with Mariota, I actually kind of do like to pair him with uh, Kendall Wright in most cases. So something to uh, keep an eye on here if um, you are so inclined to uh, play either of those options. All right, now sliding down on the list here, we're getting into home run GPP territory, a.k.a. I like to call it the um, Blake Bortles, um, you know, um, 
Mark. Honorary weekly. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The Blake Bortles department, as you know, or you know, uh, Brandon Whedon, if you will. I don't know if Colin Kaepernick um, uh, be could be considered in this department because for one, he's seven K on Fanduel. He's not in the six K ish range, which is more of the guys that we're talking about. Plus, if he was in this neighborhood, I think everybody would complain to the HOA and have him evicted for poor performance and for um, you know. Just general stinkiness because the Niners are so brutal. If you you should feel like Sam Bradford is a gift from the Pope, if uh, you know compared to what the Niners have been having to deal with Colin Kaepernick these last two weeks, he's been horrid. So um, let's go get get into this uh, little neighborhood here. The home run GPP plays, the super cheapies here. Who do you like uh, in Week Five? All right, I've actually got a few, and I'm I'm gonna rotate back and forth between FanDuel and DraftKings because there's some significant pricing differences in here with how uh, I guess each's algorithm is kind of valuing these guys. So, uh, uh, like, uh, perfect example. Uh, I love Alex Smith on Fanduel, sixty nine hundred. Uh, Bears have allowed ten passing touchdowns this season, which uh, which I mentioned before. Uh, have only intercepted two passes, generated zero pressure outside of Seattle this uh, this season. Um, Smith, you know, coming up as uh, two really nice performances: two hundred ninety yards passing, three hundred eighty six yards passing last week. Uh, granted, playing from behind, but you still—I uh, mean, Andy Reid's going to throw when he can. I watched the guy for over a decade, and and I'll tell you, if he can throw, he will. Uh, and the, Smith's real problem has been a lack of touchdowns, uh, which is where again the Bears are most susceptible with ten passing touchdowns allowed. So I like the matchup at sixty-nine hundred at home against Chicago. But then you flip over to DraftKings; he's fifty-five hundred, so he's uh, more expensive than than a, a nice flip example. Let's stick with that game there, Jay Cutler. 7,400 on FanDuel, not that great a buy, drops down to 5,300 on DraftKings. So actually uh, $500 cheaper, uh, excuse me, more expensive than Smith on FanDuel, but yet 200 cheaper on DraftKings. I like Cutler on DraftKings. Kansas City's uh, past defense has been atrocious, especially the last two weeks. Granted, you know, they're playing against Aaron Rodgers one of those weeks, but they've allowed the league most 11 passing touchdowns. They're, They're suffering injuries in the secondary. Sean Smith, uh, has returned, but Philip Gaines done for the year. And, and Cutler actually looked pretty decent against the Raiders. Granted, not a great opponent, but 281, a couple touchdowns and a pick. Uh, maybe as Jeffrey back. So so kind of a, a nice difference there in the pricing. Uh, dropping down a, a guy who I, I like in either uh, DraftKings or FanDuel for a home run guy. I don't really like these guys. Again, let's let's hearken back to our Blake Bertles memorial title here. But um uh, Nick Foles is 6,400 on FanDuel and 5,200 on DraftKings at Green Bay. Uh, Foles coming off his best performance of the season, three touchdowns, no picks. It, it doesn't look like Foles is ever going to throw for a lot of yards, uh, but he has the potential to throw for some touchdowns. I think they're going to be behind in that game, so uh, an opportunity for a low price more than anything against a, a, a mediocre defense. Uh, and then for similar reasoning here, Kirk Cousins at Atlanta – uh, 6,400 in FanDuel, 5,300 in DraftKings. Um, Atlanta's allowing the third most passing yards per game, zero pass rush, uh, and Washington's going to need to throw because I think Atlanta's going to put up points. Uh, Cousins coming off his best uh, outing of the season as well. So, again, not guys I love, but based on the price and a solid matchup, uh, maybe worth a shot in those, you know, uh, you know Hail Mary type situations. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm from, I guess, from a lower aspect of that. I want Jordan Reed to play to feel a little bit better about that situation um, with with Kirk Cousins. But you know, regardless, right? But Deshaun potentially could come back. Oh, too. I do like that. And you know what? And that's going to be like a tiebreaker for me as to whether or not I get Pierre Grosson into some home run GPP plays because if Reed is out and uh, Deshaun doesn't come back, then I like Pierre Grosson because he really is just all they all they have. From you know a wide receiver or tight end perspective, um, if they one of those two guys come back, then I'd probably get off of him. But I wouldn't mind. Then it sort of improves Kirk Cousins' chances to be a little bit more effective uh, there as well in Week Five. So something to consider uh, from that perspective. There, I do think that you need to take a strong look at um, Josh McCown just as a as a sneakier option if you are so yeah, inclined. Yeah, I almost I go, go finish what you're saying, but I agree with you. I almost put him in there. It's a, it's a nice call. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, um, like visit Homerville or subject myself to Brown's criticism because I've um, done way too much Philadelphia bashing and it's probably going to come back to me on the other side uh, with you. So I just like uh, my Browns, uh-uh. when, it, when it comes down to it, my Browns are no better at all than the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. See, like we're kindred spirits yeah, here, a Cleveland should. fan, a Philly fan. I mean, that's like, you know, we're, we're both the, the bottom of the uh, happiness totem pole when it comes to fandom. So, well, the difference I mean, probably guys worse is- for Cleveland, it's but much still. worse for Cleveland because yeah, you know, know. we don't have any. I I love the Indians. That that's my uh, my, I've always since I was a kid. It's my AL team. I love the Phillies and the Indians. Yeah, uh, a big time Indians fan. So I, I, I feel your pain there in Cleveland. I, I'm you know I mean nobody's a bigger Pedro Serrano fan than me. I'll tell you ah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, up, got... up your butt, Joe B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little little uh, you know cream under the on the on the right shoulder there there you go go. (laughs) no more of that old lady (laughs) exactly so josh mccown here um you know what it's not a great matchup uh overall and you actually get a little bit of a of a a price discount here from um the the previous days on DraftKings, but you're talking about like close to minimum salary here um with the josh mccown at 5100 it's not a great matchup on the road against baltimore um, but if you look at the passing volume, 41 attempts against San Diego, two scores, 356 yards passing in on the road, and uh, 49 attempts against the Oakland Raiders for th- 341 yards passing and two scores um, with one interception uh, two weeks ago against the Oakland Raiders. Now, clearly the Baltimore Ravens are a better grade of defense, um, and it is on the road, but which may actually help Josh McCown's case because they expect to be behind for the most part and they haven't been able to establish the run whatsoever through the first four weeks of the season anyway so i whether you like it or not it's a 60 40 passing offense anthony cleveland you expect them to be behind again and they've shown that they have a couple weapons that can perform in travis benjamin and gary barnage um, those guys aren't world beaters by any stretch of the imagination but at least he has somebody who are a couple guys in the passing game that have been making plays so store that back in your back pocket if you have enough pepto-bismol stored in your um, you know, cabinet. Maybe you pull out you know, a, a GPP lineup with Josh McCann in there, sprinkling a little, you know, um, Travis Benjamin with some some parsley and some cheese, and you feel good about it. So uh, that's the guy that I'm I'm going to recommend. Having said that, if anybody feels, um, you know, less than, um, you know, 
Colts uh, worthy of of playing Josh McCown given the Baltimore rap, uh, matchup. You can certainly you know go up in salary to the guys that we mentioned here, like the Blake Bartles and, and the like, and and feel a little bit more comfortable with your with your home run GPP play. All right, we're gonna get into kickers just for a little bit, not a lot, a little bit, and we'll just talk about a couple of the your of your favorite options without um, delving too far uh, into the analysis, and then we'll uh, I'll hit you up for some home run flex plays. Sounds good. All right, so who you got from the uh, kicker perspective here in week five? All right, I'll just rattle them off. I've got five names for you, kind of a a variation on pricing, kind of going from top to bottom. Uh, Justin Tucker, 4,900 versus Cleveland. I feel like anytime he's not the the most expensive kicker, he's worth using. He's put up numbers this season. He's a a beast, obviously, has a a hell of a leg. Uh, Kicking at home has been great at home against uh, Cleveland. I figure they put up points, so I like Tucker at 4,900. I I forgot I had to make a joke. Caleb Sturgis is 5,100. He is the top kicker on FanDuel along with Steven Auschka. That might be the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know (laughs) what goes into the the kicker algorithm on FanDuel, but they might want to tweak it because I watched Caleb Sergis play last week for the Eagles and he missed a field goal and an extra point and sucked. So I'm going to throw out there, don't spend 51 on Caleb Sturgis. Um, all right, moving down, uh, $100 less. I like Matt Bryant at 4800 versus Washington. At home in a dome, Falcons put up points. Bryant is money. Um, Josh Brown, uh, only at 4700 versus San Francisco. Josh Brown's the best kicker in football right now other than Hauschka. Uh, he's 10 for 10 on the season. Um, he, I think the Giants put up points against that Niners team. So I think Brown at 4,700 is actually probably value-wise my favorite deal on the board. Along with this guy, Cairo Santos at 4,600 versus Chicago. Santos had seven field goals last week, Josh. I'm guessing that won a fair amount of people some money in uh, in FanDuel. So I would uh, I would ride it again. They're home. Chicago's the stinks. Santos has shown that, uh, that he's money. Seven for seven again last week. So I like Santos. Uh, the Chiefs, again, even though they should have more success in this area against the bad Bears defense, have had trouble putting the ball in the end zone. So I like that. And then if you want to go ultimate cheapest at 4,500, uh, Josh Lambeau versus Pittsburgh. Lambeau looked good this past week, three for three, two of them from 40-plus uh, game winner um, on his second attempt. But uh, <laughs> still still got it done. Still got it done, game winner. And again, kicking at home in, in the nice weather in San Diego. Uh, I think there's a lot of points in that game. So uh, Lambeau is my, my nice uh, low lowest-tier play, but uh, I like all these guys to varying degrees. All right, that, that makes some sense for me, too. I think um, – I can get behind Jason Myers, who I've never mentioned it before in my life, before this very moment. Um, but it is Jacksonville at Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay has turned, uh, you know, turned out to be a turnover machine, shall we say, from Jameis Winston. So this is the one opportunity where Jacks can feel good about uh, their opportunity to win on the road for the first time in eternity since the Mark Brunel days, maybe. Uh, and uh, Jason Meyer, uh, as long as the Jacksonville you know, Jaguars can put up some scoring, and they've they've done a fair amount in some of the the, the matchups uh, that they've been more competitive in, um, could be a, a decent option in that same 4,500 salary range on, on FanDuel. Uh, top projected kicker, according to Pro Football Focus, and their Fantasy Labs optimizer is actually Matt Bryant. Uh, and uh, that's no surprise there. So you might actually just take the majority of your points in terms of extra points, Maybe sprinkle in a 30-yarder here and there. But you do expect them to light the world on fire. They've got one of the top Vegas betting line totals with good reason. And they've been actually destroying teams at home. So 
Matt Ryan is, you know, you, you only have to pay an extra $300 in there. So if you can afford the salary, I certainly wouldn't mind that. I don't agree with their second projected, highest projected kicker, and that's Phil Dawson. And, uh, you know, for, for the San Francisco 49ers, because that offense is such a mess. And they're going, you know, West Coast to East Coast for the New York Giants there. But I wouldn't mind Steven Goskowski at all in the same vein. And I love the fact that you, you know, maybe we're just going a little bit too far with the kicker analysis, but I always want a dome kicker if I can ever help it in a good matchup. And so I don't really matters to me. Like, like we said, it doesn't matter too much to either of us that new England's on the road. They're coming off the bye, and they may be the very best team in football period. So, um, it could be just the unstoppable train with Steven Goskowski, you know, um, scoring, uh, left and right here, uh, coming up on Sunday. So let's wrap the kicker analysis of that. And we can, uh, finish out the show here with some, um, low end, High ceiling, um, you know, bar- bargain basement, scrape the bottom of the barrel with your finger, uh, flex place. So what do you got for me? All right, I'll give you a, a, a few names. And we're talking just the bottomest of the bottom, correct? Yeah, we're talking about this is upside only. And because you want to play somebody else and you got, you know, 3,500 left on DraftKings or what, whatever it may be. Just uh, we're upside only, and if it bombs, you're not surprised because you were taking a home run shot to begin with. Yeah, well, I think the most obvious one on the board is Booby Dixon. Uh, Booby at uh, 3000 on DraftKings, also on FanDuel, not a flex play, but at 4500 the cheapest possible price. Uh, it looks, as of now, like Carlos Williams is not going to play with the concussion on Sunday. That means that Booby Dixon is the starting running back for the Buffalo Bills. Now, uh, not the best matchup, and Booby not the best player, but for that price to have a starting running back on any team in the league uh, is worth the upside play in this case if you're looking for the the bottom-of-the-barrel stuff. I think he's easily the best bottom-of-the-barrel guy on the board, personally. All right, fair fair enough for me. Now, um, do you have another wide receiver option, or do you have another running back that's sort of in that similar vein? Well, I can give you a real quick. I'll give you one more running back who's thirty five hundred on uh, on DraftKings. Uh, again, I wouldn't play him because I do think that uh, with Demarco Murray's comments this week about not getting the ball enough, I think that the Eagles might try and get Murray more involved. But Ryan Matthews has been the better running back easily of the two of them. He looks like he's more comfortable running in the Eagles system. Uh, a good matchup against a bad New Orleans defense. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Matthews as, as a low-end flex play, especially if if Murray's not being successful. Uh, the Eagles must win the game. They can't afford to lose. So I don't think they're going to you know, force something if it's not working. Um, so I, I think that he at 3,500 is a nice, uh, nice you know, throw, throw it at a wall and, and hope it sticks kind of play potentially. Um, and then wide receiver – there's no one that low. I, I like. Uh, I I don't have his price on Fanduel. I'm actually trying to, or excuse me, on DraftKings right now. On uh, on Fanduel, I like um, I like Will Snead a lot. Obviously, I think that he's emerged as the uh, the other starting you know go to guy in New Orleans. Uh, he's only 5,300 on Fanduel, so a really nice kind of upside play there. Um, I, you know, I I think there's a lot of potential there i think that he's clearly the number two guy in a pat in a offense that wants to throw the ball if they can and going up against uh the eagles defense has not proved to be too bad for anyone yet this season um you know more so because they're on the field than anything i think they're talented but there's just too many opportunities um so i think sneed's a nice uh a nice upside kind of flex play as well all right i think that makes a a, a bunch of sense for me i want to quickly mention um cole beasley or young bees it's like the, or the bee's knees, 
as I like to call him. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting a, a fair amount of disrespect on DraftKings at 3,100. And I feel like he, uh, as we talked about with uh, Renee Miller on my previous show for Tuesday, getting a good chance to become the new Lance Dunbar with no Dan- Lance Dunbar in the uh, in the offense there as well. So those little screen passes, those five-yard routes that are, you know, off the line of scrimmage there could just be all um, Cole Beasley here. And I believe he did come up with six catches in last week's game. So bare minimum price. You'll read about him in my, in my uh, Pro Football Focus article tomorrow. So, um, and uh, somebody that you definitely should target to fill out uh, the bottom end of your roster uh, in in your various defense. He's he's cheap everywhere. Uh, Thirty one hundred on on uh, DraftKings, and I believe he's uh, super affordable on FanDuel. I am checking as we speak. Wide receivers, fifty two hundred, super super cheap. Yeah, with you know not a ton of super upside, but definitely a guy that's not going to burn you and can get into the end zone. Um, as I mentioned in my first article, the first time I wrote up Beasley is I think he had like a a three game stretch where he or a, a five game stretch where he scored in four out of five games there last season when the the Cowboys had uh, some various injuries at the wide receiver position. So it could be a guy who could be sneaky, cheap, and effective. And just to update, Willie Sneed is three thousand on DraftKings. So yes, yeah. <laughs> just to, just to reiterate what I said, before, mm-hmm. he's actually even cheaper on DraftKings than on FanDuel. So yeah. uh, I, I really like that as a home run play there. You know, and it, uh, just uh, uh, yeah, Sneed has sort of like vaulted to the top of the uh, wide receiver options for for the New Orleans Saints, and I think they they probably might um, have to to throw more than they will um, run. Uh, having said that, I don't mind taking a shot on Brandon Cooks just because um, he's supposed to be the preferred option and everybody's off him. The problem that you have is that he's still fairly expensive across the various sites, 6800 on FanDuel, 5900 on DraftKings, so you're not getting the nearly the value yeah, that you were from not, It's not worth the risk in that case. You right. know, it's it, it, I'm with you. I think Cooks isn't this bad um, yeah. or this, you know, invisible or whatever you want to call it, but um, I also you're right, you're it's it's not priced. You're you're, you're the the value's priced out of it when it's at that price. Yeah, so you you have to sort of assume the the co- uh, an, an extra cost savings and hope that you're right if you if you play those two in that spot. Uh, the, the the good thing about it was he was, you know, open the season at 7100 on DraftKings and he's fallen all the way down to 5900. So he has they have been ticking him down in price. The other thing I will mention quickly on about Brandon Cooks also as well is um you know, every single game of the season, uh, seven targets or more, eight, seven, eight, and eight. So he's getting his throws, but they're not, you know, uh, you know, the average depth target is very small uh, overall for him. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that ends up panning out there. Um, I have a good chance that he actually um, may draw your boy Byron Maxwell. As, as well, who, who we know. So, so, yeah, you should put up a lot of points. <laughs> you're, you're like, I'm rearranging all my lineups to get Brandon Cooks <laughs> into the roster. Uh, onto my Gosh, roster. man. It'll be fun when I don't hate watching my team again. Welcome to my life as a Browns. <laughs> yeah, you me. Right. I mean, like we we're counting. We we have a we 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 reset the calendar after the NFL draft, and we label that countdown to our next Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, we're you know, if we don't blow a top five pick, we're not doing it right. 
That's how I feel about it. So um, that is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you check out James on Twitter, as always, at jameshelter975. Send all your comments and complaints and questions to me at FS. And don't forget that you can catch the Rotowire DFS podcast. Subscribe, share, and tweet it out. Listen, uh, give all your comments and feedback on iTunes and on Stitcher. Thanks for listening, everybody. And tune in tomorrow for the next episode of the Rotowire DFS podcast. Good luck in all your fancy matchups.